This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everyone, this is Paul Simpson, manager at Carlisle United and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Jamie Devitt. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs. My name's Toby Show Silver. My name's Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. You're Enjoy. Yeah. 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 Oh, there we go. There we go. Hey. hey, happy days, happy days. I know you've been in a rush, obviously, uh, getting over here. You've had a bit of a nightmare with a couple of tech issues and things like that. It's okay, we, we don't take things that seriously here on the Blue Army podcast. Like, take a nice breath. We're all, we're all here just for a laugh and stuff. No, one, no one's here to sort of ask you any really serious questions or anything like that, so do not worry. Um, I am recording now, but, like, it's not live or anything like that. So, you know, if a swear word comes out and you don't want it to, then we can cover things and, you know what I mean, don't worry about anything. Just... Just relax. Fine. <laughs> uh, but, uh, thank, yeah. Sorry that we were late. No, no, don't, no, don't worry, worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. We're absolutely fine. We're absolutely fine. Um, before I, uh, obviously, I'm going to jump in and do the gimmicks and give you a proper introduction and everything like that. Um, I'd just like to say a happy 20th birthday to an old friend of the show who helped us on episode 100. I'm talking about a man who actually made his debut very recently for Carlisle United, Mr. Gabriel Breeze. Hashtag feel the breeze is uh, rolling across <laughs> Brunton Park at the moment. And uh, we're all obviously looking forward to potentially having him in goal in front of the Warwick. Uh, so that'll be like a momentous occasion uh, for, for the young man. Uh, so thanks for that appearance in episode 100, Gabe. I know you're listening and Happy 20th birthday. I'm going to kick things off properly. How's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course, episode 140. I am counting that cheeky little uh, Christmas episode as an episode. So this is... Yeah, they all count. They all count. (laughs) That's right. They all count. (laughs) This is officially episode 140. And as always, not only am I buzzing to introduce you to the free men that I love to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust, Max, Wills and Liam. You guys are here. Thank you for joining us. But please let me introduce you to the American power couple 
that are stealing the heart of Cumbrians all across the county. It's the first ever time we've had official board members on the Blue Army podcast. You've probably guessed it already. Please welcome to the podcast for the first time, hopefully of many, Jenna Pateik and Nicholas the Massey. I hope I didn't murder anyone's name. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah, that, what an introduction. That was fantastic. <laughs> thank you very much. But thank you very much for being here uh, on the podcast. It means a lot to us. And uh, like I said earlier on, you know, we, we like to kick things off uh, with, with a bit of lightheartedness. You know, we don't take things very seriously around here. And the tradition that we have at the start of the show is the Blue Army podcast joke of the week which goes a little bit like this i think he's trying to it's the <laughs> blue army podcast joke of the week here we go guys. please please let this be a decent I mean, I've, one i've swapped it out so many times i mean i've tried to get a good joke i really have tried to get a good joke i've tried to put my best foot oh. forward but here we go here we go here we go what did the drummer call his daughters? And a one, and a, a two, and a three, and a four, <laughs> and a five. And... <laughs> I, just, I remember you did the you know the Jose and Jose B one with the firefighter. <laughs> no, no, no! It wasn't that one, mate. It wasn't that one. <laughs> but no, that's it. That's the Blue Army podcast joke of the week this week. Um, yeah. What was you... the What was the punchline? I completely missed it. What What, what does the <laughs> drum... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen back to the podcast, Max. Oh, right. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll do it again. It deserves, it deserves a proper read through. I think it deserves a proper read through. What does the What did the drummer call his daughters? And a one, and a two, and a three, and a four. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I wish You've I hadn't asked. <laughs> you wish you hadn't asked. Cheers, Max. Thanks, mate. You're supposed to stand by us, mate. And you're going to have to stand by us here because, obviously, you know, we are joined by Nick and Jenna. Nick, is it okay if I call you Nick and not Nicholas? Is that okay? Yeah, I go by Nick, so Nick Happy works. Happy days. Happy days. Thank you very much. Um, so we are obviously joined today by Nick and Jenna. And uh, Max, you were the instigator, really, uh, in getting this whole episode off the ground and making like today an actual thing. And uh, I think it's quite remarkable, sort of like how accessible uh, the, the board members are, like you guys were. So like Max and, and Jenna, like if you guys kind of want to tell the story about how this came about. Yeah, well, I'll, it, I'm, it's basically came about because I'm a cheeky sod and just messaged Jenna. <laughs> um, basically not expecting uh, you guys to obviously accept the invitation, but obviously really appreciate it. And yeah, I was going to say the same myself, like the accessibility has just been um, something that was talked about before the takeover, but I never actually thought would, you know, happen in real life. But yeah, fair play to you. <laughs> and Nick and yeah, absolutely. Sorry, is that something that's important to you, you know, sort of like having that interaction with the fan base? Yeah, absolutely. Like through our personal channels, through Castle Sports Group on Twitter, we read everything. We also watch all the vlogs. Liam, we've seen a lot of yours yeah. doing game analysis. <laughs> and you're pretty spot on with the time. Yeah. So we find oh, it really thank you. To see everything, what people are saying, and some are really close to what's going on behind the scenes. Some are dead wrong, but we love to have that open channel of communication we want to be accessible because you guys have so much knowledge too yeah i've always wanted to ask you liam is that a green screen behind you or is that a real blue wall uh no it's it to be honest it's the loft that was just out of use it's my mom and dad's house so um 
I got my dad to just paint the wall behind me blue. Um, stuck some pictures <laughs> up. Um, you know, I'm I'm coming from family of joiners and that green screen was a bit too technical for me. It was much easier just to genuinely paint the wall blue. <laughs> yeah. I think it looks better. I think it looks better. Great. Oh, thank you. I, I, I never thought about that. If if people at the club actually listen to the podcast, but yeah, uh, can I just say as well from the fans is like building on that accessibility thing. This kind of thing of coming on other people's podcast is absolutely unheard of from um, other clubs across the EFL, and it's something that people I think strive for. And I think genuinely, not just for Carla, but I think this kind of fan interaction hopefully sets a wave of other clubs trying to do something similar because I think it genuinely it is really good and I think there's been a lot said in the past about owners not being there for the fans and I, I honestly I just want to say it's absolutely fantastic what you do and not just with us but with the last ditch and just you know like Max has just being accessible for fans. Yeah absolutely I mean the club would be nothing without fans and we know that so it's so important for us to have that kind of relationship and it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows, (laughs) you know, like right now we're all excited. Takeover happened, transfer window. Like this is the chance to kind of flip things and get us back on our feet again. But we know it's, it's going to be like this. That's how football is. But hopefully the fans can just be patient and know we're trying, you know, there's only so much we can do as owners. It's just as frustrating, right? When you watch and you're just not quite getting the result you want. Yeah. Oh, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> now, obviously, that uh, you know, I didn't, plenty- yeah, I, I didn't mean for us to maybe get in so deep so early because what I like to let our guests have a chance to do is is warm up. You know, it's it's one of the traditions that we have here on the Blue Army podcast when we have guests. It's a very quick series fire, quick fire question kind of thing, and uh, yeah, it's called the warm up. So uh, it's a little bit get to know you, e, and uh, you know, it, it's a good time. So we're going to dive straight in, guys. It's the warm up. Um, it's uh, on a Tuesday night game. Or do you like a Saturday afternoon kickoff? Which one do you prefer? Oh, me, Saturday afternoon. Saturday yeah. afternoon. It's not even close, yeah. I like <laughs> the day. I like day drinking more than night drinking anyway. <laughs> you can still day drink on a Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening game. You just have to start early. Yeah, yeah. I remember much. <laughs> That's a dangerous, dangerous slope, mate. It's a dangerous, dangerous slope. Uh, do you prefer the classic blue home shirts or do you prefer the salad, uh, the fruit salad away shirt? Fruit salad. I'm going to go classic blue. I like the classic <laughs> blue. Fruit salad is, but I don't know if I, you know, it's a statement I want to make all the time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely made a lot of statements this season, that fruit salad shirt, massively. <laughs> um, right, it's half time, guys. It's cold. You're at Brunton Park. You want a snack to warm you up. And there's only two things left in the hot counter. You've got Brunton pasties or you've got sausage rolls. Which one are you going for? Sausage roll. Sausage roll for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be a good old sausage roll. Now, I know you guys have been doing amazing work, like improving hospitality facilities around Brunton Park. But that means you've obviously been in all the bars in Brunton Park. Uh, so I have to ask you, which one do you prefer? Murphy's Bar or Glasses Bar? Ooh. Glass I, Bar. I like Murphy's Bar. Yeah, I'm <laughs> on Murphy's Bar. is nice. They got yeah. a good atmosphere in there. So, but I mean, all of them do really, but yeah, hard to choose on that. It I'm is, going Murphy's. Murphy's bar. But you want the glasses bar, Jenna? Yes. Yeah, just the bigger room, more people in there, bit of a bigger atmosphere. 
yeah, it sometimes even feels like a club in there. <laughs> when we go in there, all we're like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, talking about making things feel like, uh, you know, like a nightclub or, or like that kind of bar vibe, uh, the music around Brunton Park has been very important this season and obviously part of the success last season. So which song do you prefer? Is it Weekend in Paradise or Freed from Desire? Ooh. Ooh. I'm Freed from Desire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like a little bit more of the stuff. So. Yeah, I'm going to say Free From Desire too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big pumping song. It's a big pumping song. You have to go for it, especially in this cold weather at this moment in the year. Um, would you rather be as tall as Thomas Holy or as fast as Jordan Gibson? <laughs> uh, I want to be as tall as Thomas Holy because I've always wanted to dunk in basketball. <laughs> yeah. Like to be able to do and I'm going to say as fast as Jordan Gibson. Drink <laughs> 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 no. the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the worst thing you saw at Brunton Park? Was it the ugly carpet in Foxes or was it the state of the Warwick toilets? So we actually haven't even seen the Warwick toilets yeah. in person. Oh, no. You're not missing anything. <laughs> it's all right. Maybe I wouldn't bother. Probably a there. good thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we'll say the carpet then, yeah. It wasn't a beautiful <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't right. It definitely wasn't right. But uh, you know, you know the, uh, the 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 toilets in the Warwick is it's just a big talking point here on the podcast. It always comes <laughs> up in in Max's million pound idea, which we're gonna do a little bit <laughs> later on in the podcast. But we'll we'll round things off with this last question, guys. What accent was the hardest to understand? Was it Greg Abbott's or was it Gav Skelton's? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, I guess I'll go with Greg. But honestly, some of the fans, the Scottish fans, sometimes uh, if people have been drinking, that's the hardest one for me. Like, but up the blues. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like obviously, you know, you brought up a good point there with an English club having, you know, cross the border fans and having Scottish fans and stuff like that. Is that something that you guys expected, and is that something that you're gonna maybe market towards? And you know, obviously, a lot of the the merchandise is like English flags and stuff, maybe on, but maybe like branching out into that Scottish brand for a little bit more personalizing things. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a no brainer. Yeah. Why not? The more fans, the better, and. Um, also for, you know, the goals of making the training facility, having that radius of 60 miles, I think we're what, 10 miles from that border. What is that? So, 20 kilometers or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Why do we have different measuring <laughs> in the U.S.? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a very American thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going yeah. to ask you actually, do you like yard and inches or meters and centimeters? <laughs> I don't know about yard the metric system enough. <laughs> <laughs> but like guys thanks very much for doing the, the warm-up i hope you do feel nice and warmed up now and uh, the idea is to uh, sort of get to know you guys a little bit better myself and wills have a couple of questions that are a little bit more centered around you and not so much necessarily around the football club but we've tangled things together a little bit and jenna i'm going to start with yourself uh, i've got a quick question uh, for you uh, it says jenna you attended florida state university and achieved in 2019 a bachelor degree in business. And then you went on to the University of North Florida and became a master of business, um, which is a, you know, a fantastic achievement within education. Uh, how do you think that sort of like interest in business has led to you 
come into Carlisle? Yeah, I mean, a football club is a business, you know, it's a sport, but it is a business in the background. And I think everything I learned from both of those educations is applicable for Carlisle, but also everyday life. You know, you can learn from everything you do. But um, yeah, I would definitely say it's helped us. And Tom and Alice also did the exact same thing at UNF. And my dad is a UNF alumni as well. So it's cool that we all have gone to the same college for our masters. And we're trying to get Nick to go, but. <laughs> <laughs> go to the University of Cumbria. <laughs> that's right. That'd, uni. Be, yeah. that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm sure you might get an honorary one soon, the way that you guys are going on, you know. <laughs> See up this season. Who knows what the limits will be. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a good job you brought that up, Jenna, because obviously I was going to mention the fact that, Nick, yourself, you have achieved a, a Bachelor of Science within Business and Economics, uh, which is a slightly different degree. But you went to the same university. You went to the uh, the Florida State University as well. Um, oh. what's, what do you think that influence in business has led you here to Carlisle? Well, I, first off, I kind of got lucky, you know, obviously meeting Jenna. That was the <laughs> number one reason why I'm here. But <laughs> um, other, yeah, no, uh, I very much in my current role. Um, as a business grad, I was able to get it and I do much like data analytics. Um, and so essentially with, within Carlisle, that's kind of what I would like to do. Um, we obviously purchased stats bomb. Um, me and Tom have worked on a couple models, very base level stuff, but, um, it's something that I, I think hopefully we can keep on pushing forward and kind of progressing in that area. Now, uh, obviously, you guys, I assume that's where you met is is at university. Uh, you kind of like alluded to it a little bit there. Or was it not? Now, that was going to be my next question. You're both shaking your head there. I don't know if anyone's heard the story yet. And that was going to be my final question before I hand it over to Will. Um, have you guys got a good how we met story? Uh, <laughs> not really. It's very millennial. <laughs> just out at a bar in Jacksonville and we had followed each other just how that happens when you just follow people first time I've seen him in person thought he was cute so I liked five of his photos in a row <laughs> <laughs> the classic and then the classic slid move. into his DMs <laughs> yeah. slid in my DMs and asked me on I was like, okay, I guess I'm in the go zone now. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly modern, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It uh, works. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it works. It's, it's a tried and tested formula at this point. Like definitely in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Will, I'll hand over to you, mate. I believe you've got some questions. I have. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I am well. Um, yeah. First, so. Um, did either of you play any sports when you were at school? Um, if so, which sports and what position? Yeah. yeah. So I did gymnastics, competitive gymnastics, until I was yeah. 15. And then I oh, switched wow. to just cheerleading. Wow. My brother did gymnastics yeah, no. when he was little. <laughs> he uh, he did. Yeah, as well. yeah, very fit people. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't progress into yeah, that, no. <laughs> Discipline gymnastics that's for sure yeah um yeah and i grew up playing american football i played uh defensive back so the guy that covers like the wide receivers um so i was fast back in the day not anymore um and then i also played lacrosse which i don't know if you guys know what that is here but it's kind of similar to a field hockey and i was a yeah, midfielder for them so just seen. Um, yeah. 
Oh, and thanks for explaining yeah. what those positions mean as well. <laughs> that would have been the next question. A bit of a follow-up. <laughs> Either if gone. What we don't really have it here. What what is cheerleading? Because you see it in all the American films, and I don't really know what it is. Closing the name, Liam. Yeah. So in high school, it's twofold. You go to all the football games and you cheer on the sidelines. And honestly, it's a little kind of, you know, what are you doing here? We're here for the game. And I can say that I did it. But also you do competition and that's where you actually compete against other teams and you do all the stunts and tumbling and dancing. So it's definitely a lot of hard work. Um, but It's a cutthroat the moms take it more serious than honestly the girls it's yeah. like they will fight almost they're, they're insane out there but is that, something we, can, is. is that something we can expect to see at brunham park in the next few months maybe dancers on the sideline called nixon's vixens i don't know if i don't yeah i don't know if it was any reference to john nixon or because it was quite a while ago but they were like how old were they were they like 10 or 11 or something. There were like young kids that like used to do a bit of cheerleading <laughs> for us. But yeah, that was maybe about 10, 15 years ago. But, you know, maybe get yeah. that back. <laughs> I've got a few mates who'd quite happily put on a little skirt and do a dance before the game, like. And that includes me. Like <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. experience, maybe. Um... We're either going to bring back or the taxidermy fox. We haven't decided. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I wondered if maybe that was kind of like it, you know, it was starting to get older or something and it needed to be preserved. Just wither it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've got another another couple of questions as well. Um, so there's three owners of of clubs among the 92 um English football clubs that have connections to Jacksonville, obviously yourselves, and then Shad Khan, Fulham owns Jacksonville Jaguars, and and the the Bournemouth owners, I believe, are Jacksonville based businesses. Is yeah. there something? Is there something in the water there? Is it like that's quite a lot of people for like a town that a lot of people in the UK haven't heard of? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the Bournemouth owner actually went to the same college as my dad, so the United States Military Academy. So that's like a very tight knit college where FSU, there's 50,000 students every year. It's a huge public school. West Point is like brothers for life because you serve in the military after. Uh, so they've been able to connect. Um, Shad Khan is just an anomaly because he's not originally from Jacksonville. He just purchased yeah, the Jacksonville. He's just looking for a, so, looking for a team and that Jacksonville would available. Yeah. <laughs> Jaguars, Fulham. Yeah, he's he's all over. Yeah, he's from Illinois originally, but we're glad that he's our Jaguars owner. He puts a lot of money into the community. And, uh, you know, we actually have a big game tonight. If we win, we've got a good chance of going into the playoffs. If we lose, it's going to be a sad day uh, and night for me. I'm not, it's not going to be a good New Year. <laughs> what time's that game on? Might give it a watch. Uh, game is on, what, in two and a half hours? Two and a half hours. Yeah, 6 p.m. here. Nice one. I'll get that, that, I'll get that like, on the telly. In the build-up to New Year's yep. Eve. Yeah. Um, so it's, that... a, it's a it's a life. <laughs> I was going to say, so when you're watching that, you can kind of be thinking about my other question, which is, if you could bring one thing from American sport into football in England, what's, you know, what would you bring over um, some aspect of sport over there? 
Well, the Jaguar Stadium has pools in it, so I would like to bring some hot dogs. <laughs> well, pools for the fans to yeah. enjoy. Imagine. Yeah. Hot, hot dogs, water. <laughs> uh, no, maybe uh maybe a larger food selection. Um, I think that would probably be like the the true answer, honestly, for me. And some bigger yeah. screens. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. <laughs> and um final question from me is um next season when we enter the FA Cup, sadly we're already out of it this year. Uh, you can be potentially drawn against anyone up and down the divisions if you get into the third round potentially up to the premier league so who would your dream fa cup draw be that carlisle will get drawn against and would you want it home or away Ooh, i've got like three that i can think of that i'd really like um i would say newcastle would be one of them at newcastle just due to proximity um and i think that away day would just be fantastic yeah um self i would like to get uh maybe tottenham at home because i uh you know when i first started following football i was a spurs fan um so i'd like to see that and then i think either at old trafford or at anfield i was gonna say liverpool yeah yeah. be classic away to well, let's see old Trafford. I don't really like Man U, so we'll, I was gonna we'll say in the last in in <laughs> we have actually had a couple of those in the last ten years as well. Um yeah. We, we played Liverpool, didn't we? Yeah, and yeah, we played Tottenham one. at Brunton Park as well. Yeah, we're lucky enough we to play Liverpool. Cool. Yeah. Lost on penalties <laughs> at Anfield. So <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Hey, a crazy uh, day. How many people traveled to that? Over five thousand. Yeah, we sold out. I think, didn't we? Mm. It would have, it would have been more if they'd have well. sold us. Because that's the League Cup rather than the FA Cup. So those games in midweek ones too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get there next year or or somewhere big. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always it's always just the icing on the cake of a season, isn't it? If you can have that momentous occasion sort of partway through it. It's a, it's a great occasion yeah. for the fans. It definitely is. Now, guys, what's a great occasion for us is playing a game here on the Blue Army podcast. And uh, I've designed a very special version of a game that we like to play on the Blue Army podcast in honour of your announcement here as guests. Uh, we're going to play True Blue or Not a Blue Jaguar edition. Now, the traditional version of True Blue or Not a Blue is basically I pick a random year um, from Carlisle United's past, and uh, from their squad, I'll pick some names and I'll make some names up. And then the people have to decide if it's a true blue or not a blue. But the twist that I've managed to put on it this time, guys, is the fact that some of them are true blues and some of them. A Jaguars. So it's it's wide open. You know, it, it's it's either going to be a Jaguar or it's going to be a true blue. Um, and and will because you've done a really good effort there, like asking the questions and stuff. I'm going <laughs> to sub. I'm going to sub you off, and not only because of that, but because you've got you know a bit of a more of an archival knowledge of Carlisle United history. And I wanted to even the playing fields uh, a little bit more. And it's going to be Max and Liam versus Jenna and Nick in this very special version of a. Uh, true blue or not a blue guys so uh yeah it's uh it's time to play uh does everyone understand the rules is everyone okay yeah yeah so. so we're naming either hey is it a jaguar player or a true blue exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah and it's it's yeah. you two guys versus versus liam and max uh so the first name uh that i'm gonna go for is uh it's ben 
Coleman. Uh, do we think it's a true blue or do we think it's a Jaguar? Who are we starting with? True blue. Liam and Max, are you going to lock in? Well, we... Max, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. It's one of them, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's, it could, could easily be, but... Um, I think that sounds fairly American. It sounds... Yeah, I'll go... I'll go Jaguar. We'll go Jag. You're going to go Jag. You're going to go Jag. Okay, okay. And uh, uh, Nick, you were really quick. You just dove straight in there. You felt it from the heart, mate. And, uh, you know, maybe a bit full hearty, unfortunately, because it's Max and Liam that get the point on this one. It is a Jaguar. Um, you know, it's from 1998. Uh, ben Coleman okay. played as an offensive lineman uh, for the Jaguars. Uh, so <laughs> I was four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because because Nick, you you were you know you were, you were brave enough to guess first there. Uh, the the guys that have to guess first on the next question will be Max and Liam. Uh, so we're going to move on. It's one nil, and it's uh, Rod Thomas this time. Uh, what do you think, Max and Liam? Rod Thomas. We've had a Rod McDonald. I'm not sure about Rod Thomas. No, I think Rod Thomas sounds more American again. To I me, think that but... as well. Yeah, it's Rod. Yeah, Rod sounds. But then you just said we had a player called Rod like two mm, seasons ago. Yeah, <laughs> I I yeah. think Jack. I think uh, Jaguar again. Here's his ball. We'll go Jag. We'll go uh, Jag. You going Jag? You going Jag? Okay, you're locked in for Jag. Nick and Jenna, what you going for? You know what? we're gonna go Jaguar as well. I actually don't know this player. We're gonna go Jaguar as well. Rod Thomas. Was a true blue. Everybody's wrong on this one, I'm afraid. The scores stay the same. There's three more opportunities to guess right, though. Three more opportunities uh, to claw your way back into the game. Uh, Nick and Jenner, it's your turn to guess first. Derek Brown. What do you think? Derek Brown. True blue or a Jaguar? Sounds like a Jaguar. Sounds like a Jaguar, but I'm going to go true blue. going to go true, true blue. blue on Derek Brown. Max and Liam? I thought true blue, but... I thought that as well. We'll go. We'll go true blue then. <laughs> going true blue as well. United, you both fall, unfortunately, oh guys. Uh, everybody wrong once again. Derek Brown was a Jaguar. <laughs> it was a tight end from the 1996 squad or roster. I'm not sure what the correct terminology is. Sorry. <laughs> Can you tell us what a tight end is? <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to get. 2003 and up, I, I will start schooling. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going beyond 2000, I'm afraid. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're close to the end. Don't worry, we're close to the end. Uh, the next one is Peter Valentine. Max and Liam, it's your turn to guess first. Valentine. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Surely Jag Jaguar. I'm, yeah, I'm I thought that, yeah. Saying Jaguar. He locked in for Jaguar. Jenner and Nick. True blue. Yeah, just to swear, if we're going to do true blue, yeah. We're going to go true blue. And you're on the board, guys. Congratulations. <laughs> it's one all as we go into... <laughs> Mix it the other way. <laughs> as, as we go into the final. <laughs> That's one of the ones that, if it was a normal round, I'd, I'd have thought you'd made that up. Like, it doesn't sound like a real person. <laughs> Peter Valentine was a defender from Carlisle United's 1993 side. Guys, come on. You should have known that. <laughs> well, Nick did. Nick evidently did, obviously. Nick and Jenna guessed it right. It's one yeah. all as we go into the final, final round, guys. And uh, it's, uh, I believe, yeah, it's ready to go. It's James Stewart is the name. And uh, how are we, how we going to lock in for this one? Uh, I can't remember who was next. <laughs> I think it. I think it's Jenna and Nick to okay. pick first. <laughs> you can lock it in, Jenna and Nick. Jaguar. I'm gonna say Jaguar, Jaguar, Liam and Max. 
Well, we're going to have to say... Yeah, for a chance to win, we're going to have to say yeah. True Blue. He's going to say True Blue for a chance to nick. Uh, <laughs> a chance to win. Look, look at that. Look, at they're already celebrating. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They know they aren't <laughs> They're already <laughs> celebrating because James Stewart was yeah, a Jaguar. Fine. From 1999, and Jenner and Nick managed to steal a victory at the very death of True Blue or Not a Blue. Guys, thanks very much for playing. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoy playing the games. We've got another one for you a little bit later on, but it's uh, it's time to uh, to listen to some opinions. And uh, so there's some rumours actually that have uh, that have been percolating around the next segment. Is that you know you guys might have your ear to the ground when it comes to the next segment. But it's the one time of the show that, unfortunately, I do have to start off by apologising to you, Max. Max, I'm really sorry! Because it's the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's (laughs) million pound ideas. Go on, Max. Thank you very much. So it's something a little bit different for this week's episode. Obviously, because it's a special episode, because we've got Jenna and Nick here. Um, instead of doing one um, a million pound idea, I've kind of um, went back into the archives and picked out the um, one of the, some of the better ones and the, and the ones that got the the more discussion from the fans. Um, so, firstly, it would be to utilise the existing training field behind the stadium for you know new facilities, new club shop, you know maybe a fan zone. Um, once the training facility comes available, like the new one. Um, because obviously it's quite a big area behind the ground um, that they currently use to train in. And um, yeah, what has there been any talk about how that could be utilised after the, obviously the stop training there? Yeah. Uh, um, in terms of the ground behind, I don't know if that's going to be where the, the training facility that we're building uh, is going to be specifically because it's within that flood bank. Yeah. Um, so I think we're other options around town currently, I think for now, obviously, it's going to continue to be a practice ground for them. Uh, but I know even today they had to go up to Gretna because I think it was too wet. So we're looking around different locations in town to basically find the new facility. And um, whenever we do come to that conclusion, we'll definitely let everyone know. But it's top priority for us right now. Yeah, it's obviously a bit of a long, longer term ambition, that one, isn't it? Obviously, it's going to take time. But um, yeah, we're all looking forward to seeing what comes of that. Um Secondly, it's like an initiative that I remember when I was a kid. Um, Liam will probably remember as well. Um, so it was it was shirts for sevens. So basically, when you turn seven years old, you used to be able to go to Brunton Park and you'd go on at half time and stuff, and and you'd get a free top, and it obviously okay. make your day as a seven seven year old. I don't and I don't think we still do that anymore. I'm, I'm sure not sure. Someone got given um, one at the last game. Do they do they do it? Yeah, I mean, 
It's maybe not. No. It's maybe not as widely publicised as it was. No. Uh, well, I just remember because when I was when I was um, seven, there used to be like ten of you like lined up, like absolutely. Buzzing. Yeah, it's definitely. Not, I've not seen that. Yeah. Well, well anyway, yeah. That... <laughs> no, but you have, you, have you guys maybe got like any more like sort of initiatives like that? Obviously, you've you've seen that idea retrospectively. Mm-hmm. Maybe if with Will saying that you know they were doing it recently, giving away the shirts to the seven-year-olds. Have you guys got more ideas sort of like in the pipeline for for that sort of younger fan to get hooked on Carlisle United going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great idea. That's the first time you know we're hearing of that. But when we came back, our first trip post Wembley win, oh, amazing! Just walking around. <laughs> all the kids in the kits I feel like they had so much pride and the time before they were all in Premier League shirts Man yeah. City Man United suddenly all the kids were in the fruit salad and then the blue kit so it's nice seeing the young fans feel that pride because we need them for the future we need it to continue to grow um, and then we were also talking about maybe putting some tables inside Brunton Park on game day to sell like scarves and beanies just quick things when it's cold just the blue store is packed on game day. So if we just had some other little pop-ups where people could buy merch, I think that would be good. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, just other kids initiatives too, just getting them to the grounds, whether that's, you know, half off on tickets or, you know, getting free, et cetera. I don't really know the, you know, the dynamics of the business of, you know, which way we want to go with that yet, but it's definitely something that we're, we're geared towards. Yes, definitely. Like, um, yeah, it's obviously good to get the kids. I mean, since Paul Simpson's come back in, and like obviously you, you've arrived. It's I've seen like even at the ground like a massive increase in like young people coming, and I think that's like really good to see. Um, you know, even like my friends yeah. and that, a lot, a lot more of them are, are coming down now, which is great. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on to the final one. So this one's a bit different, um, but it has come up quite a lot since we've been doing this segment, and it would be. Um, to revert back to the the old club badge that we used to have, um, to like give more of a retro feel to like the kits and stuff. So I don't know if you've you've probably seen it round round the ground. It's like it used to be like um, like the fox with the CUFC underneath, uh, back in the back, mm-hmm. when we were, yeah. back when, in the seventies, like, I think. Yeah, like yeah, like, like that. that with... Yeah, got it. Would that be something? I don't that know if you would consider or. I don't know if we'd full-on change the badge but we might have in the works uh within the next couple of years maybe a retro jersey or something like that yeah. um where that'll be, be good that previous generation but in terms of the badge i think that the current badge is here to stay from our perspective yeah I, it, yeah it could always be like yeah. put out on a poll to like the, the fans group or something like that yeah i mean um, fans kind of have a view on it because the current badge is basically just the city the city crest, yeah, the coat of arms, pretty much, yeah. So it's like you know there are fans, plenty of fans with with views on on us having a badge that's more for the club rather than just copying off the city. I think that's usually yeah. all the fans, though, isn't it? Like it's just, <laughs> just uh, people who that was the yeah. badge when they were kids. They just want to be, you know. It's, 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 yeah, I think we were own. in the we we're in the first division back then, which was like the Premier League now when we had that badge. Yeah. I think they think, you know, if we go back to that badge, then we'll suddenly get, we'll you know, the go up the leagues. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what's your guys' vote? I mean, would you rather have the current badge or do you prefer the older badge from like 1974, right? Um, um, to be fair, like, I think it'd be nice for like a one season thing to see how it went. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you but know, because also... a lot of clubs do do that. Like, usually yeah. it's for like an anniversary or something. Um, 
And there's okay. there's another older badge as well, the one that's like just the fox's head with like a castle. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's I'm like the same kind of that one. castle that's, thing. That's I don't like that one. I've seen like, um, I've seen like a lot of sort of like uh, at the moment the the um, what do you call it reversible sort of like merchandise as well. Like I've seen like like a lot of training kits that you can turn inside out and it goes from like one color to a different color. Maybe you can sort of like that's maybe like a way to introduce it at first and sort of like you give the fans the choice which way around they actually want to wear it. I maybe that's a bit gimmicky. I don't know. <laughs> but like if you could like you know. And you, Walk around and see Mental it on that day, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do have the, the 50th anniversary of being in the top division, so maybe something retro will be in the works. Um, we're not too privy to that right now, but hopefully we can get you guys an answer maybe at a, at a game soon. Nice one. Well, that's <laughs> it from the Million Pound Out of Years segment. Thank you very much for giving your views on it. And um, thanks to everyone who is listening, who has um, submitted ideas in the past. Um I think we might have a bit of a break from the million pound idea in the next few weeks just to kind of keep it going. But yeah, thanks everyone who's um, submitted them. <laughs> Nicely done, Max. Thank you very much. And uh, I, I'm really, really sorry, mate. I'm really, really sorry. Because it's the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It was Max's <laughs> million pound idea. Thank you very much, Max. Thank you. Now, no Liam, you've been patiently waiting to sort of like take the floor, and uh, <laughs> you are that you are the social media sort of like whiz kid that we have here on the podcast. Yourself and Max have been interacting with some of the listeners. You, you sort of leaked the fact that uh, Tom, uh, Nick, and Jenna were, were appearing on the podcast, and uh, now. Gentlemen, it's uh, it's time to 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 hear their questions. What they had uh, for you, Liam. I believe uh, you've you've got some uh, comments from your YouTube section and various Twitter uh, locations as well. Yeah, uh, I put most of my things on Twitter. And um, look, as people are all aware, Twitter often isn't the friendliest place in the world. So I've um, <laughs> but I have got a selection of comments here. Um, starting off with, um, we'll start off with. Carlisle United fan page who says uh, is Paul Simpson the long term manager obviously there's been a little bit of a, a dip in Carlisle's form but with the fans still behind him do you think he's definitely the the long term fit for Carlisle yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we do we think um, correct you know, last year <laughs> friendly run I, was a, a huge overachievement um, given the budget and, and given you know what he had with and this year, obviously, we weren't able to get in in August, which we would have liked to. But now that we're here, January transfer window, hoping that we can start getting some new results uh, in 2024, some positive results. But yeah. And he yeah. feels the same way as well. He wants to stay in Carlisle. You know, he bought a house. He's from here. His family's yeah. here. He wants very keep his roots here as well. So I think it just aligns perfectly. And he's the guy. There's been some bad results but that happens that's football and all it takes is just one switch of the momentum and then everyone else you know fall back in love yeah <laughs> yeah any any sort of negative comments that are made about paul as well get shut down pretty fast um in my experience yeah, yeah like do. especially yeah. at the, at the wigan game um at the end of the game there was like this bloke who'd obviously had a few too many drinks you know given it large or whatever and he got put in his place pretty pretty fast so it's definitely a minority <laughs> who were you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 inevitable when results are bad. Um, doesn't matter which football club you're talking about or which manager. There's always, you know, a certain percentage of football fans who, if you've lost the last three four games, it's time to change manager for them. So you know, kind of, 
you know, it, it could be anywhere, and it's not like specific to Carlisle either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one thing I guess just with football in general over here that kind of shocked us was just how quick people get it's sacked. Not. Yeah, it is like sometimes just five games and they're just like Cleveland okay. Town is on their third coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it is funny the way Carl I'll do that. I mean, I, I went on a um, Jill's in the Blood podcast just as we were getting um, promoted out of um, League Two. And I, I remember saying, even if results go wrong, I don't think there's a manager in the 92 that's as loved as Paul Simpson is. Like, even if things go wrong, I feel like no matter what, Carlisle fans just seem to absolutely adore him. Like, it, yeah. it, there isn't that level of love for a manager. Uh, in the entire football league, I don't think. I mean, he's got us promoted in three out of the four seasons that he's managed us so far. Yeah. So obviously, this season he's not going to get us promoted again. So it'll be three out of five. You never but... know. Optimism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> second half of the second half of the season push. I'm saying. <laughs> well, that kind of leads on nicely to the next question, even from um, an account called Bacon Brains. Um, they say. <laughs> Is staying up a must this season, or is the are the aims more long term than that? Oh, I think it's twofold. Yeah, we really want to stay up, and then of course we're here for the long term. Yeah, we have plans to be here for as long as we live, honestly. So, um, yeah, I would say it's twofold. But yeah, we would love to stay up, even if we just get twentieth and we sneak on by. It'd just be nice to stay up. Yeah, um, yeah. it's I mean a big jump players as well when you go from league two to league one i just think the games are a bit more competitive and yeah some of the grounds you go to too are, are beautiful I mean, yeah i mean as you guys saw with wigan and bolton just we can bring you know four thousand five thousand plus fans mm. fantastic so hope to Not stay as in league one we can take to there <laughs> <laughs> but like league two is competitive i mean yeah. you've got stockport county there you got wrexham right now and even barrow is doing pretty well so um we went down and they went up it's a funny thing about it as well because we never like you know we've only kind of like recently become rivals of them as well and now suddenly yeah. it's like oh, i hate them <laughs> <laughs> i hate them more if they went up while we went down that would kind of feel like a bit of a kick in the teeth for a kind of company yes. and pride <laughs> not gonna happen just no, always been the biggest team in Cumbria and be so weird if we weren't. They could be in the Premier League and we'd still us. be a bigger club than Yeah, them. we'd still be bigger than them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough of the Barris Lander. Um, <laughs> a little bit more lighthearted. Um, any future potential pre-season tours in the States? Honestly, yeah. I think we want to do that at some Um There's some... There's a USL team that's coming to Jacksonville. There's also an MLS feeder system team uh, called the Jacksonville Armada. At some point, we'd love to get, you know, a, a Florida kind of summer tour with Carlisle over there. Uh, but it's going to take some time and probably a couple more years, to be honest. But that would be something that would be awesome. And then hope you guys would come over. Bring your sunscreen, oh, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If you don't have to worry about us, we'll definitely do that. We haven't had an abroad tour since... Was it when, when we go uh, a few like when we Greg played Scunthorpe, Ibiza, yeah, Ibiza, uh, Scunthorpe <laughs> United away in Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, one more sort of uh, that, that can be read out. Um, the um, 
as I'm sure people have noticed, the Pioneer stand, or the Andrew Jenkins stand as it is now, is sort of a little bit pushed past the pitch. It's almost as if they've somebody's dropped it in the wrong place. It's a bit over to the side. Um, it goes past the pitch. Um, is there any plans to sort of, uh, I don't know how you would fix that, but uh, to sort of align it a little bit better? Yeah, we already have had a few architects go in and kind of survey everything. What can we do with each stand? What needs to change structurally? Um, so yeah, we do have a lot of stuff in the works there. You just can't do it during the season because, you know, we're occupying yeah, it pretty much every weekend. Um, but yes, some exciting stuff will definitely change there. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to be able to fully move. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. You can't just pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah, adds we'll... to the character anyway. So I like just putting yeah. the away fans Pardon in me. there and just, you know, it's really good. Yeah, so I did a um did a like a, a reach out on on Instagram. Uh, got quite a few responses on there. Um, so from Callum Harrison, we've got what made Carlisle stand out as a takeover option, and has there any, been any big surprises over the last couple of months that you've found after the takeover? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard it from all the many times our family have had to talk about it, but really, it was the isolation we think is such a positive. We love that this is the big club in in the north to own the north. Um, and it's kind of been re-solidified. The more we go to these away games, we got a beautiful tour of Fleetwood Town's facilities. They have a really good training facility and everything. They can't get more than 2,000 fans to a game. He's like, you have no idea how lucky you are to have a fan base that cares and, you know, the community that wants to go to the games. And then you flash forward to Wigan. You couldn't even hear them. All I heard was the away, the away side. Yeah, the I was stood right next to them. I couldn't hear them either. Yeah, sir. No, and they claimed they were loud. I'm like, no, nope, nobody can hear you. So we like the isolation, the positive. And then hopefully once the training facility is built, you can sell it as there's less distractions. The air's cleaner up here. You know, come here, work on your football, get better, become the star. Yeah. You know, that's what we hope and what we see on the north yeah and i think the the biggest challenge or the biggest surprise at least from my perspective is just how much of a jump uh league two to league one was i knew it obviously would be but just kind of seeing it you know in person it's it's definitely a, a jump that I, I didn't expect i knew it was going to be somewhat of a jump but not this big it surprised me almost a bit that because in the it feels like league one now is at a higher level almost than League One last time we were there. But I think there's just more big teams there, like finances, you know, the way finances and football work and stuff. You've got more, you, you know, you've now got really big teams filling up the championship and then they come down at, to League One. And, you know, you know, it's almost like that, you know, the kind of like thing where the championship's got all the big teams that were in the premiership. It's just kind of like spread down, the divisions a little bit and now league one feels a bit like that mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely a, a no, tougher it's... league than i thought it was going to be as well oh absolutely yeah i mean you got teams like derby and and you know as much as we like to slay them wigan as well you know they're they, you know they're fairly recently premier league teams and yeah we're coming, yeah. Up, there, we're coming up against them every week so it, it is yeah. going to be tough I mean, when we played Fleetwood on the opening day of the season and Fleetwood haven't done particularly well this year, but even in that match, I kind of like was thinking this team are a cut above most of the teams we've played in League, League two. 2 for the past yeah. sort of five or six years. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely been a challenge and hopefully 2024 brings us a, a couple more wins. That's the plan. At yeah. least. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm optimistic to be fair. I don't think we have to worry about going down, but hopefully anyways, um, Next question comes from joe.e23 on Instagram. So he said, what could the next five to 10 years look like for Carlisle United? I would say for Carlisle United, the plan is to be a solid League One club within the, you know, build ourselves as a solid League One club and then eventually, you know, start pushing for promotion into the championship. You know, I'm not going to give a huge grand prediction. No, we're going to the Premier League in 10 years, guys. Like, get ready. (laughs) I would love it course but you know i don't want to be that person that you know says that uh, i think being a solid league one club and then pushing for promotion to the championship would be a huge success story for us at least yeah definitely i think we all agreed that that was probably what we would be hoping for as well because yeah obviously we've already talked about how hard the league is and um to just get settled there i mean a few like in 2007 we were like pushing for promotion to the championship and to get back to that similar level would be like a a brilliant achievement. Um, anyway, yeah. next next question is from Jamie. He said, is there a plan for the Warwick Road and in terms of hospitality? And I think there was stuff mentioned about the roof as well to kind of project the noise out a bit. Is there, has there been any more sort of movement? Yeah, no, there's definitely stuff in the works. Um, just have to wait for the season to end. But we love Warwick and it's so loud over there that we want to make sure that it really amplifies. So opponents are maybe scared to play up north. But um, <laughs> yes, and we... Do you guys like the standing or do you guys prefer the seats? I like standing personally. You but... boys are all yeah. standing. Yeah. I'm I'm in I'm in the Andrew Jenkins, so that isn't really an option. So Yeah. It's if you were to ask my dad, he would say seating because he's a bit too old to stand now, apparently. So <laughs> <laughs> Well with yeah. my dodgy knee, I do prefer seating now, but if you'd asked me a couple <laughs> of years ago, um I'd have probably said standing, you know. It's, it's always got no way. Something that kind of polarizes fans. Not, well not polarizes, but you know, fans of standing definitely uh they buy fans of standing yeah. and like yeah like a lot of people at a lot of clubs who have standing wouldn't want to see that become an all-seater thing but you've now got the option of safe standing as well there's no ways to actually have yeah have both standing yeah yeah, yeah the standing honestly looks kind of we were just at old trafford and we saw there were some sections of it where there's like you know poles and then just the seats and stuff like that it looked kind of weird honestly yeah, me. Me, and, me and Skelly were in safe standing section at Wembley, yeah. which it is pretty much just a seating section, just that the seat, I think the seats, there's a bit more space, like a, there's like, a, like a barrier in front of you, and you didn't have the steward telling you to sit down if you did stand up, but other than that, it was just like seating, really. I honestly think like it's, yeah. it's almost it's almost like a height issue as well. Like if you've got long legs like me, you physically can't sit down at Brunton Park. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on a, on a busy day when you've got like someone someone in front of you and like everywhere kind of thing. Your knees are in their back and it's a little bit awkward. So you sit side saddle, but then you're in someone else's lap. So like you know certain areas anyway. Uh, maybe maybe I feel a little bit squashed in. So that's why I always t- yeah. tend to go for standing as well. Um, but yeah, that's just that's just me because I'm I'm a, I'm a big six foot four freak so <laughs> that's kind of just my Makes issue sense. i guess with but the uh, standing as well you can um you can go a bit more mental when we score which is like more fun obviously yeah that's true yeah well, you're not kind of restricted to being in a spot either so yeah yeah when we score everyone people like run down the front yeah um anyway the last question is from charlie and he said or he or she i'm not too sure actually 
Sorry, Charlie. Um, <laughs> are there any plans to have music for when we score a goal? So that's, we saw that at Wigan, and that was really annoying for us. Anyway, we bit Fleetwood because that was really awful. Fleetwood is the worst. <laughs> it, I mean, SpongeBob music. Yeah, Captain. You do not Walsh. have goal no plans. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm actually quite good. happy about good. that. Yeah, because it, <laughs> it really wound me up at Wigan. You know when they scored, and then they got stupid music playing, and oh, yeah, it rubbed salt in the wounds. Within English football, has that always been a thing? Um, no, it's, it's new, isn't it? I think, yeah, since the nineties, there's always been a handful of clubs that have done. I'm sure I remember like Sunderland making a big deal when they moved to the stadium, a light of having of having goal music. But yeah, I think it's been around since then. Yeah, I mean, like gotcha. I mean, you go back in Arsenal, don't you? The Gooners they used to fire the cannon when they scored, didn't you? That was the tradition. So like, there's always been some kind of noises going on, like all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, thanks very yeah. much, Max and Liam, for taking over that and obviously like gathering the information from the listeners so we could uh, put that forward to Jenna and Nick. But guys, it's finally time to play the game you've all been waiting for. The real reason you've actually turned up today here on the Blue Army <laughs> podcast. It's time to play everybody's favourite game. Guess in the player. Um, 
it's kind of like one goal a season if you don't play very much. Uh, so I, I reckon a defender. Sam Lovell. Could be. Yeah, should we go with that? Let's do it. Locking it in. We're locking in Sam Lavelle, and it's the first opportunity. You might get it right, but you haven't, I'm afraid. Not this time. (laughs) Unlucky, unlucky. The opportunity goes over, and now it's time for Nick and Liam to team up and see if they can guess who the player is. He has the goal ratio of one goal in every 25 games. Who do you think it is, guys? Well, that's... That's about two a season, isn't it? So I think Will's probably right in saying a defender. Yeah. Um, it could be maybe a right two or someone like that. I don't know. I was thinking uh, centre-backs usually get more than two a season from corners. So I'm thinking maybe one of yeah. the full-backs. Um, any idea? How many goals did Mellish score last year? Mellish will have a lot more than that because he scored 16 in a season once. He was um, on fire last season. Yeah. So... <laughs> I, f- I think it might be Jack not... Armour. Jack Armour? All right, we'll go with Jack Armour then. That's a good one. Lock it in Jack Armour. And I can see why. He's got a bit of a, a great goal uh, earlier on this season. But it's not Jack Armour either, I'm afraid. Ooh. So we're going to move on to the second clue. And it's Jenner and Wills once again with the opportunity to win, guessing the player. This player has over 300 championship appearances to his name. Who do you think it is, guys? So I've played a lot in the championship. Um, Paul Huntington played a lot for Preston. I what? Any thoughts, Jenna? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm Paul. Yeah, should we go, with Paul? I think that might be a winner. I think that's a winner as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's kind of locking in already <laughs> as they lock in their answer. And Jenna and Will, congratulations, yes. you've won guessing the player. It was Paul Huntington. <laughs> you got it on round two. And uh, I mean, yeah, congratulations. You know, you've stepped in, you've done it. You picked well at the end of the day. You know, you picked the previous season's champion. You, you picked really well. And uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Blue Army podcast. I, I really do appreciate it. I, I honestly do. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. How did you find it? We, we've had a great time. Thank you so much for having us. And we hope to do it again soon. <laughs> definitely and ho- hopefully maybe we can organize something where we can all maybe get together at Brunton Park and do something audacious and, and crazy and that's something that goes viral I don't know we'll get all our heads together and I'm sure we can come up with some kind of crazy plan Max, Wills and Liam thank you again as as always for turning up to the Blue Army podcast Nick and Jenna thank you especially for lending us uh, your time here on the Blue Army podcast and there isn't really anything else left for us to do apart from saying bye for now bye guys bye for now
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.